2: Senor! You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room. And it is dimly lit, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. <laughs> and today, <laughs> it's we're It's beyond a... dimly lit. It's just dark. It's not That's dark so... enough. Uh, okay, we're anyway, in the sorry. tutelage of our general manager.
1: The American Federation of Teachers. One of the great forces for evil in America.
2: Wow. And why do you say that? Well, a number of reasons.
1: Uh, of course, the keeping schools shut and the kids miserable when it was unnecessary during COVID. And now they are vowing to teach critical race theory in every school in America. Yeah. What's going on there? Insanity. We'll uh, break it down for you.
2: Crack up the music, Michael. It's an information party. That's what we're doing today. We're passing around dip and chip. We've got our nerves of information. We've got big uh, heaping help in the entrees of inf- information. The whole thing. It's not a bad metaphor. Let's mm. keep working on it. Yeah, you know, eventually it will get it right. The salt of sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Then the delicious cooling beverage of humor. Um. Uh. So we understand. Uh. Our uh, technical director, board operator, Michelangelo, uh, had an incident on the way to work today. What happened, Michael?
3: Uh, I was in a car accident this morning. I'm good. I'm. I'm. You know, number one thing is, you know, I, when I got hit and I pulled over, I said, "Hey, I'm fine." So that's good. I'm still here. And uh, getting off the off ramp of the highway, and somebody, we just rear ended you. Yeah. Right. Right in the side of me. So my right uh rear door is completely smashed in. Wow, right rear door. How do you get T-boned like that getting off a highway? Yeah. I, I don't know exactly and it was dark in that area so at the time is early. So both pulled over, exchanged insurance information and here I am, you know, safe I'm safe and sound. Did That's all that matters. Did you get cops involved or did you no. just do it
2: on your own and No, he, came to work. we
3: had very nice Person and uh, got all the information, but the thing that's hard is you got to call right away, and it's not a quick process.
2: No, I'm sure.
3: And uh, it took me a long time on the phone to explaining getting the claim set up, and you got to you know what happened and this, what's your VIN number, what's your you know, what's their their number, what's their insurance, and it goes
2: on and on and on. So, who had the nicer car? That's what I always wonder. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I the th- nicer oh. car. Mm, I think that's a drag. You want to be you? are hoping in an wreck that you've got the. Uh, yeah. The crappier car. Anyway. Well, everybody's got a crappy car now. So
1: glad that number one, the other driver was insured. I'm, I'm a little surprised the cops weren't involved. I haven't gotten in, into a fender bender in forever, but uh, in both instances, the cops came and filed a report and drew little pictures and the rest of it. Who was at fault?
2: Was there any discussion of that? Did your no, insurance company ne-
1: urge that or anything? No, neither huh, one. Okay.
2: Mm. I'd certainly rather have a, uh, you know, half hour ordeal rather than a two hour ordeal if i had my option oh heck yeah yeah absolutely well glad you didn't get hurt uh yeah, car is drivable thing. how's the how car
3: is drivable looks uh-huh. looks ugly
2: uh-huh. but
3: um it's
2: drivable yeah. how long are you going to drive around with it looking like that
3: oh uh, not very long
2: any windows smashed out so you can no. have the uh the because the black tra- trash bag in the window oh, is always yeah. a good look Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yep. yep. <laughs> Maybe you should no, just my- roll down one of your windows and then put the black trash bag in the window to make it look.
1: Yeah, no. Now- no. Michael, I know you don't like to talk about this, but yeah. how long does it take to get parts for a Rolls-Royce?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Rolls-Royce here. I wish I had that kind of money. So, got the silver shadow. He commutes in it. One thing about almost always driving a a car with a lot of like I'm driving a truck with 120,000 miles on it. So like, if somebody's about to merge, I think, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Hit me. Feel free. I got my hands on the steering wheel. I'll be fine. I'll get a new car, a different car, whatever, but. That's that's the advantage of driving an yeah, old i thought car. about that, you know? <laughs> You bump somebody and you just wave and go, oh, I'm sorry, and you just keep on going, you know. Oh, yeah, I've had I've driven many vehicles where there are little minor fender benders, like taps in the front and, back, and it's just like, whatever, you know. I okay. care. Doesn't matter. Yeah, how am I going to notice that? have improved that? it. How am I, exactly. You might have knocked it back into alignment. That's so. what you do. You, you hit one person, and then you hit
3: another person to knock it back. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'll be fine. Yeah. Well... I'm just glad I'm safe. And I'm glad I'm here. And there so
2: here, uh... here, goodness. So you don't, you don't actually know if you made a mistake or they made a mistake. I made a mistake yesterday, and uh, like uh, I, I, I thought I looked all the lanes. I, I started to go, uh, go over to another lane, and somebody hits the horn, and I loud. There's somebody right there. It happens sometimes. I try to remember that whenever somebody does that to me. They aren't out to kill me. They aren't maniacs. They may have just made a mistake like I do like once a year. Oh, I'm wrong. wrong. That's wrong. You force them off the
1: road. You get out and you <laughs> fight them. <laughs> I was Every thinking, time. See, that's
3: what I was afraid of. I thought, Give them the would, finger, then fight them. Who am I involved with here? <laughs> it's dark. I'm on the highway. Who Am I going to have to fight somebody
2: here? Give them the finger. Then, then fight them, force them off the road. Then fight them. I think I've told the story. I told, I told uh, who did I tell this story to the other day? Somebody talked about giving somebody the finger on the highway, and I said I did that one time, and a guy chased me for like an hour and a half, and I've never <laughs> done that before. And he was clearly a lunatic. I mean, he yeah. he was driving like a seven hundred dollar car, Oof, and no. uh, I mean, he had cut me off in a way that all I thought was going to kill me. I mean, it was just crazy reckless. I think he was hired drunk or something. And I flipped him off, and then he got behind me in his $800 beater car, and he had, I mean, he just had the look of the lunatic. <laughs> and, oh, boy. And he was so mad at me, and he's shaking his fist, he's screaming in both barrels, and F you, F you, and I thought, I don't want to deal with this guy. So I just kept going, I took an exit, he followed me. He followed me all over town before I finally lost him. This was was it Mel Gibson, perhaps? This is the day's pre-cell phone, so that wasn't an option. But. Yeah, I've but always thought in a time. scenario like that, I'd head for a police station. I'd try to figure out where the cop shop was. Oh, I wouldn't have had the slightest idea yeah. um, oh, where that would be. Um, uh, but does cell phones change that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Siri, could you direct
1: me to the nearest police station, please? Yeah, we use cell phones a lot, actually. We did, we both went around taking
3: pictures of the damage, of our license plates, our, our IDs. So we, we did really a good, thorough job. So, so you want to
2: get ad- attacked in the parking lot of a police station? You think that'd be better? Or? Well, at least the, the response time would be short. Exactly. As your head's bounced off the curb, you just wait for the cops. I I
1: doubt a guy's going to follow me into a police station,
2: (laughs) the parking lot, and and commit a felony.
1: Although, if he is indeed a maniac,
2: (laughs) (laughs) you never know. Never flip off a guy in an eight hundred dollar car. No, no, indeed. Because he's got nothing to lose. Exactly, Michael
1: and his uh, silver shadow. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's got a gray poupon in one
2: hand. If you remember the old commercial, steering wheel in the other. You're fine. But so I had this happen the other day, and I thought this is a common experience. Have you ever done this before, where like somebody I don't know some minor traffic in uh, incident where you you might be angry at them. Normally, the light turns green and they don't go, or uh, they try to take your parking spot. Whatever it is. Something like that. But then you recognize, oh, hey, it's Jim. And then you wave and everything like that. So immediately any anger you had goes away when you recognize it's somebody you know. And I think that that's, you know, I tried to take that attitude toward people I don't know because if when once you realize it's somebody you know. Then uh, you think, okay, they're a normal person. They just made a mistake. They just didn't notice the light turn green, or didn't see me going to the parks or whatever. You make all these assumptions, but the, if you don't know them, you may, you'll assume the the worst. They're out to get me. They're doing this on purpose. They clearly shouldn't be driving. They probably voted for Biden. You know, whatever whatever it is you're making assumptions. <laughs> whatever Gandhi, you still gotta fight them.
1: You're like, It's your next door neighbor. That doesn't change the rules. You gotta be consistent. The rule of law is what separates us from the apes. You've got to be
2: consistent. Back when we had that low-voiced guy cut liners, that would have been a good one. Whatever, Gandhi, you've got to fight him. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Well, hello, Jim. How are you? How are the kids? Well, now let's fight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, you're a southpaw. I wasn't expecting that. Let me turn this direction. (laughs) Oh, hey, speaking
1: of driving, one final note, uh, shout-out to my dad and my sister heading to the airport. He uh, is just leaving after a long visit, and she was uh, driving. And anyway, it was great to see you, Dad. Love you. Have a good
2: trip back. Fantastic.
1: Our uh, Fourth of July get-together extended well into the week, obviously. Wow. It's
2: been very festive. You shoot off a lot of fireworks? Oh, yeah, all the time. Constantly <laughs> indoors, outdoors. Do you want to give us a little hint as to why you made the uh, teachers' union, the biggest teachers' union, the general manager?
1: Well, yeah, uh, the most recent development, we'll play you the tape in a couple of minutes. In fact, we could play it right now. Uh, why wouldn't we? Uh, why don't we, this is uh, Randy Weingarten, the uh, president of the American Federation of Teachers, and clip number 15, if you'd be so kind.
0: Culture warriors are labeling any discussion of race, racism, or discrimination, SCRT, to try to make it toxic. They are bullying teachers and trying to stop us from teaching students accurate history. Our union will defend any member who gets in trouble for teaching honest history. We have a legal defense fund ready to go and we are preparing for litigation as we speak.
1: What's uh, the new strategy? Is they are denying that they're teaching critical race theory. They're just teaching equity. Everybody's in favor of equity, but it's CRT with the you know different uh, hair color, if you
2: will. We'll have to get into that in full later, and you can uh, join us on the text line with any experiences you had at schools or your workplace because it's happening in the workplace. Also, our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, how did it already get to be Wednesday? Got to love these four-day weeks. July seventh, year 2021. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Oh, well, that reminds me, a uh, big
1: experiment in the four-day work week in a European country, oh. yielding surprising results. Awesome. Stay with us. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, here we go. At Mark.
0: Bible rocket, Yeah! annoying, isn't
2: it? <laughs> So I'm guessing that's from the, the clip we've got we've got of a, a neighbor who was uh, trying to fight back against his neighbors who were firing off fireworks late at night by making lots of noise and we'll uh, we'll get to that more in full later. Sounds like a good strategy. I think you should. Really get into late night noise battles with your neighbors. Oh, absolutely. Productive. It's the best way to reach an understanding. And then you fight them. Obviously. Florida man,
1: by the way. Not surprisingly.
2: Oh, really? Is it? not oh, Florida. Yeah. Unbelievable. America's
1: uh, infected appendix. Florida.
2: So we've got lots to cover today. Obviously, we already mentioned the text line. It's all coming your way. How's mailbag look? A very good, though troubling. It's an angsty mailbag full of, of woe and worry. <laughs> All that is
0: next. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. That official now, that uh, orange-haired, fast-running American woman that was going to become a household name, is not going to compete in the Olympics because she has smoked marijuana in a state where it is legal, but it is not legal if you're a, an Olympic athlete. So she's officially out.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> seems kind of silly, but uh, you know you can't just pick and choose who gets uh, you know who faces the uh, you know the rules, who faces the consequences for breaking the rules. Is is there a case somewhere where you know some vaunted boxer we're really counting on or some? Can they make exceptions? If they can, I'd say go ahead.
2: I'm surprised they didn't somehow behind the scenes. Just it's a TV show, like we always say. It's a TV show. It would be a better TV show with her running in it.
1: But what about the sanctity of the
2: fidelity? <laughs> now of that's the blah, hilarious. Blah, blah blah. Right? Exactly. Now
1: that's hilarious. It's a bunch of Euro fat cats get rich.
2: Well, ah. and, a, and a bunch of your uh, your communist countries who cheat like crazy and always have. So so we've got an athlete who smoked marijuana one day a month ago and she can't run. But over the years, the East Germans, back when that was a thing, or the Chinese or the Soviets or whatever, they do all kinds of crazy crap. Their women had penises.
1: <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again, the great Thomas Sowell. Both the Sicilian Mafia and the criminal tongs in China began as uh, movements to defend the oppressed. So perhaps we should not be so painfully surprised that venerable American civil rights organizations have begun to degenerate into extortion rackets. Interesting. And then another one of my favorites. You might say the road to hell is paved with Ivy League degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. Mailbag. Hey, fellas. Shane, fan of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Uh, Says some really nice things. Thank you, sir. Then he goes on to write, I have a quick thought on the decriminalization of crime, which is oh so uh, popular, especially on the blue western coast of the U.S., Seems to be working great. Oh, yeah, it's just super. Everybody's loving it all. The 40% of people who vow to leave San Francisco in the next year have, n- have nothing to do with skyrocketing crime.
2: Anyway, if or cops can three quarters that say that the, the town has gotten crappier, their standard of living has gotten crappier the it, in the last three year. In the last year. Three quarters. That's amazing.
1: Nice job, George Gascon and, and Chesapeake Bodine, your radical DAs. Anyway, uh, Shane writes, if cops cannot or will not arrest people for doing crime, then I suppose regular everyday folks... Uh, might get out of hand stopping crime and will not get arrested for their vigilantism. I could see this get out of hand rapidly turn into mayhem, which is what I believe the weirdos that want to decriminalize crime want to accomplish in the first place. It's only a matter of time before law-abiding citizens start taking care of their fellow law-abiding citizens. You know, it's a good point, Shane, and it reminds me. So many of the radicals and the two guys I I, I mentioned are um, way left Marxist radicals, part of the strategy is to make the system break down. Because if it breaks down completely, then you have an excuse for saying, well, obviously this old racist system didn't work. Let's usher in a Marxist utopia, everybody. And people think, well, yeah, it did break down. But that's part of the strategy to intentionally make it fall apart. So I wonder if that's what those radical DAs are doing. They know exactly what the know. results of their, their plans will be. I don't
2: know how many of them think that or how many of them are just delusional enough to think if you didn't have cops that people would behave themselves. It seems like there there is a constituency for that idea. In, yeah. chi- in Chicago over the weekend, 100 people got shot. In one holiday weekend, 100 people got shot. Not a single arrest. Holy cow. Isn't that incredible?
1: Can you imagine? Think about that. A hundred people getting shot. Ten people getting shot is astounding. That happened ten times. It happened every six hours over the long weekend. That's crazy. hundred shot, eighteen killed, no arrests. We'll sprinkle some more mailbag in throughout the morning. Plenty to talk about.
2: That hack turned out to be bigger than we thought out of what it looks to be of that same Russian group from a couple of weeks ago. And we thought it was plenty big things are getting worse in Afghanistan and we thought they were bad already. A bunch of different things to talk about.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We're getting more detailed information. That's what I can tell you now. It appears to have caused minimal damage to U.S. businesses, but we're still gathering information. If it is, either with the knowledge of
2: and or a consequence of Russia, then I told Putin we will respond. I thought that was interesting that Biden actually went there in his response that, uh, you know... uh... Reminded everyone, not that he wouldn't have been reminded by uh, a good press, I would hope, but reminded everyone that I said I was going to respond, and we will respond if it turns out it's tied to Putin. Right, right, which is
1: exactly the right attitude, and I commend him for that. Did you see that? Uh, that wasn't from the uh, lunch, what was it, like a bagel shop or some sort of a little shop video?
2: Yeah, he uh, went in to get some uh, pastries or something. Yeah, did you see that video? Yeah. I mean, if I
1: saw an old fella struggling that much to figure out the transaction and to answer questions, I'd have stepped in and said, can I help you with that? Or well, let me carry that for you. It was it was disturbing. Let me chew chew your food for you, and then I'll spit it oh, in a no, cup. No, so it's, no, see, that's no? demeaning. No. I just say, I, I worry. I worry for the country. I'm not mocking the guy. Sounds Heck, like you're it, mocking. No, I saying, am not mocking. It
2: certainly sounded like I was mocking.
1: Right, right. That was not mockery. No, I, heck! If I'm as sharp as him at age seventy-eight, I'm going to be happy about it.
2: Really? Um, I but I'm—I uh, don't, I'm don't a little, know. My a parents scared for the country. My parents. Feel, I feel like my parents are uh, ahead of them, so uh, I've—I've—I've I've, I've got a higher bar than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you're a mocker, as we've just established. A little more on this this ransomware attack that the people that got attacked are saying it's not as big a deal, but the people uh, investigating it are saying it's among the biggest attacks. Ever. Maybe the biggest ransomware attack ever.
0: Our evil the same Russian cyber gang that fleeced the largest meat supplier in the world for $11 million last month, is thought by cybersecurity experts to be responsible for the latest ransomware attack. While visiting Michigan this weekend, President Biden ordered his national security team to determine if there are links to the Kremlin. Cyber experts from the U.S. and Russia plan to meet next week. The ransomware attack carried out through software from the Miami-based firm Kaseya comes just weeks after Biden met Russian President Vladimir Putin in Geneva. Sweden was among the hardest hit with cash registers at a large grocery store chain locked for the past three days. In a message posted on the dark web, the criminals offered the decipher key to the thousands of companies affected across 17 countries for a mere $70 million in cryptocurrency ransom.
2: That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Wow, thousands of businesses, though. That's crazy. Across a dozen and a half countries. The poor Swedes, what have they done? Do they have to resort to a barter economy or what? It's terrible. Well, the world can't just say, well, I guess this is our new normal. I mean, that's not an option. Yeah, but
1: the problem is, how do you, quote-unquote, tie it to the Kremlin? I mean, these cyber guys are pretty good at covering their tracks, you know, where they're operating out of and the rest of it. And then you have to draw a definitive tie between the government and them just because they're in the same geographical entity. It's just, I don't and And or, you know, sometimes we have pretty good ties, and then Putin says, no, he didn't. And, and there's just enough plausible deniability, well, we
2: don't do anything. We stated a week or so ago, uh, the United States did at a whole bunch of different levels that somebody operating in your country, it will be assumed that they're operating at the, uh, at the, uh, pleasure of the, the state. That's mm-hmm. just an assumption we're going to make from now on. So if they're in Russia, we're going to assume Putin's in on it. That's our new stance, which I think you've, we've got to do. We've, I don't see any other way to do it you got to say, look, if it's happening within your borders, it's your fault. You better stop it. You better find a way to keep these people from doing it. Yeah, better policing, please. I I could
1: see instances where that could turn unethical. I mean, if if a government really... I mean, like, for instance, the government of, I don't know, like uh, Canada. It's a big, giant, sprawling country. you got a bunch of big, burly guys in some cabin in the Yukon with laptops. You know, and they're hacking into computers. How's uh, that pretty little
2: prime minister going to know about that? Completely different situation, though. Completely different situation. Putin could say today, anybody caught hacking in this country, he wouldn't need to say it. It would be said by others. Uh, Right. Anybody caught hacking in this country, into the United States, or anybody else, you're dead, your family's dead, everybody you know is dead. Have a nice day. And it would end. It would be over that day. They're not going to do that in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> um, most likely, um, right. uh, so I, and and you know you could get into ethical areas. I think we're 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 into one of those situations where e- eggs are going to be broken to make the omelet. What are you going to do? Playing by the rules, and we want to go too far. Make sure you have attributes. Just that ain't working.
1: Right, you know what? The more I listen to your ravings, the more I think you're right. I mean, the the amount of
2: damage, your ravings, the amount. No, no offense.
1: The the, the <laughs> amount of damage and the frequency that this is happening is at the point where, all right, now some some noses are going to get bloodied.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and some people who don't deserve it might get hit. But what are you going to do? We got to stop this. Oh, what a
1: beautiful transition! Some people who don't deserve it might get hit. By being accused of turning their back on a veteran playing the national anthem at a soccer game. Erroneous reports, which uh, issued forth from the freaking internet yesterday, said that the U.S. women's soccer team turned their backs on an 88, no, I'm sorry, a 98 year old WW2 vet who was playing the national anthem on his harmonica. Turn, and, and, and in the wake of that damn hammer thrower, Gwen Berry,
2: want to have the book thrown at her irresponsible journalists and talk show hosts talked about the uh women's soccer team being traitors to their country. Now, you took our three podcasts down, didn't you, Hanson? We don't want our three on the air. Just, just hours, give it a little look, a little snip and talk. Just there. hours one, two, and four. Because if you listen to hour four, we stood up strongly for a U.S. women's soccer team as they were wrongly accused of turning their back on the World War II bet. Exactly, and uh, there may have been a, an error or two
1: made in hour three as we were discussing this story, having that's been why we've misled by insidious and dishonest reports. <laughs> exactly, uh, but but the point of all this, the bottom line, and what we must all remember is, is that is you boring. should. <laughs> I well, my dad was watching some soccer yesterday, and I watched for a while. Then I had to go uh, take care of some business, and he came, came back, back, and nothing had happened. Well, I came back like twenty-five minutes later, and still zero-zero. <laughs> it was something. Anyway, uh where was I? Oh, in the wake of, uh, oh, oh, the bottom line that everybody must remember is that you need to listen to all four hours of the show every right. single day, and if you don't get them on the air, listen via podcast, ArmstrongandGetty.com. But Gwen Berry, who's a U.S. hammer thrower, why are you throwing hammers? It's dangerous. Somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, she Stop turned- the hammering, throwing. She did turn away from the flag
2: and placed her T-shirt over her head. Yeah. During the national anthem. Well, that one's documented. I saw that one, and I uh, was pretty clear what was going right, on. Right. But, but and, in the wake of she, that, and then she made statements, strong statements about how uh, you know she doesn't, she's not proud of her country. Blah 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 blah.
1: But, yeah. So but then,
2: so then we ran. So if what you're saying is, with that having just happened fresh in our minds, yes, exactly. Seeing the soccer players turn their backs, we assumed they were doing the same. Thing. And, and assumed incorrectly as
1: the uh, the plucky gals who represent this country so beautifully and so powerfully uh, were just looking for where the flag was in the stadium to face it during the anthem.
2: And they're going to win the so, gold medal, and, and they might do it without anybody scoring a goal on them. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, uh, good for the the, the soccer gals. And, Didn't you
2: I, vow to not watch a minute? Yes, I did. But I unvowed. <laughs> exactly. That's you, what, can, you can do that. That's what grown-ups do. You get new information, and you change your mind. Yeah, exactly. It is absolutely a,
1: a symptom of our fevered time, though, that uh, that that story spread so quickly and reached our ears. And it seemed credible. We apologize for our error. And by our error, I mean Jack's error. <laughs> so and by my error, on. we
2: mean whoever texted me. And sent <laughs> exactly. me the video.
1: Exactly. Boy, would this piss you off. Dozens of unruly Boston teens staged an hours-long mask rebellion on a flight to the Bahamas. Everybody's heading to the Bahamas for vacation, and these bunch of teenagers, 30 high school students from Boston, decided they were going to stage a mask rebellion. And they ended up canceling the flight and sending everybody uh, off the flight. It was rescheduled for the next day and, and apparently took off with the, the same people on it, including the the youngsters. Uh, seventeen to eighteen year old students, but uh, I don't, I don't get why you cancel the flight. I'm going to give you thirty, uh, Captain. Get up there, stand up there in the uh, air waitress position, so everybody can see him with the uh, mic. Say, I'm going to look around this plane in thirty seconds. Anybody who's not wearing a mask is going to be off of it. Uh, the rest of us are going to the
2: Bahamas. Thirty seconds begins now. And that's it. That is it. I get that, and I wouldn't stage a rebellion or any of that stuff, but. I, I definitely have crossed the line into I'm annoyed when I have to put on a mask. after oh, I don't after doubt that. After a year right. plus of wearing it without any annoyment whatsoever. I just thought, oh, that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. We're all doing it. It's a good idea. I'm now completely annoyed if somebody tells me to put a mask on if there's a sign that says I have to. And I won't do business at your business if you require them, by the way. I live in a town where some businesses require it and some don't. I'm not spending money there. And, and it's for a good reason. I'm not going to encourage the denial of science. I'm not going to encourage that on any level because it's not good. That's how we end up with schools closed when they don't have to be. Denying science. We're following science. the science. science. And, what's, and obviously what's so weird is the we believe in science crowd is the crowd that's leading the we're going to continue wearing masks when it's unnecessary movement. Yeah. Very no, it's weird. Bitterly um, ironic and idiotic. But uh, Southwest Airlines flight that I was on, and I hadn't flown in a year. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. Uh, geez, we had trouble with, uh, the, the, going in, the checking in your stuff. Cause I didn't, I didn't know in the last year what the, what rules I didn't know. What, what do you put, take out of your pocket? What do you take out of your bag? I don't know. Every time I go, it's different. I, had, and right. I hadn't flown in a year and I asked somebody and got a really smart alley. Uh, so do laptops still have to come out only if you want to get to your destination, yeah, look, I don't know what the All rules right. are, dude. I don't have the slightest idea. Stuff in my pocket. Last time I took stuff out of my pocket, somebody yelled at me. The time after that, I took—I st- didn't take stuff out of my pocket. Somebody yelled at me. I never know what the rules are. Well, take, and there were a
1: couple of months at least where they weren't even checking boarding passes at some places. It was like, show me your license, then get out of here. Go, go, go. Keep moving. Keep moving.
2: So I never know what the rules are. But I was surprised. The Southwest flight I was on, this woman gave a three-four minute speech about their air purifiers and how they sanitize the seats after each flight and everything like that, and I thought, who is this for? No- uh, nobody excuse
1: hears- me, point of order, uh, we're already on the plane indicating our willingness to fly with you, so what's the point?
2: And I'm guessing 98% of the people on this flight are vaccinated and aren't thinking about COVID at all, and if you told us we could take our masks off, almost all of us would. So what are you talking about? Yeah, that's odd. That's
1: funny. It's like showing you a commercial for a grocery store when you're already in it. I'm
2: here. I'm here. Be quiet. Uh, Hour two, we're going to talk about Afghanistan. I just saw a headline. uh, the, The Chinese are getting involved in Afghanistan as we pull out. That ain't good. That can't be good. That's not good for the Chinese. Go ahead. Graveyard <laughs> empires, et cetera. <laughs> no kidding. Good luck. Maybe we should, maybe we should like pave a road so they can get in faster. Enjoy yourself in Afghanistan. I'm picturing b- b- Putin arm in arm with uh, Joe Biden saying good luck. Have fun. USA today taking on, I guess it's a surprise to some people. One of the worst kept secrets in America that a whole bunch of those massage parlors with neon signs are. Not massage parlors? Are we finally going to grow up and wake up to this story? Maybe we are. Among other things we need to talk about, um, text line 415-295-KFTC. I, I just have a feeling it's going to be a very informative day. We probably won't have more than half of our things turn out to be completely wrong like we did yesterday. Oh, boy. <laughs> and again, by we, we mean Jack.
0: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
3: Getty Show. I think a lot of things about this country are really embarrassing. Just like, I mean, racist history, colonization, even currently, just what's going on with politics and the cops.
2: Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's one of, those, <laughs> it's one of those deals where you stick a microphone in the face of a young person and ask them, what do you think of the country, or...
1: Well, the good folks at Campus Reform, which are actually a fabulous website along with the FIRE, uh, the Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education and all, um, they're keeping an eye on college campuses and what's being taught and the students' attitudes and that sort of thing. Yeah, they're talking to young college people, and it turns out to be women in the Georgetown area, which if it's not Georgetown, it's uh, uh, American University, George Washington University, all sorts of
2: liberal schools in the area. <laughs> We want to hear a little more from asking these people questions. Oh, absolutely, I do. Clip fifteen Are you
3: proud to be an American? No, I feel embarrassed to be an American every day. I think that's a complicated question for me. I think I, I, I think most of the time, no. At least over like the past four years, um, it's been tricky to, you know, love to be an American. Half sees on that. Like, partly, because, like, I feel like there's certain topics where it's, like, very controversial, but, like, I don't know. I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else.
2: It's, okay. it's, uh, I wonder, has this ever happened in history? Are there other countries where this has ever happened before, where they are young elites? And these are young elite. Mm-hmm. Um, Whether where their up-and-coming elite class is taught to hate the country they live in has that has that ever happened in a in a country before? Well, and to be
1: contemptuous of the greatest experiment in self-governance in the history of man, well, I mean it, that's uh, an especially severe th- thing to do.
2: You're right, but just even if you're even if you're from a crappy country, I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever your country has, any has this ever happened in history before, where the young people are being taught to hate the place they live?
1: Gosh, not in this way, no. And, not and, every, and everything
2: of. about its systems, its judicial system, its legislative branch, its schooling—everything is bad and wrong, and should right. be destroyed. I mean, has this? Has any country ever tried this experiment before?
1: It's interesting to hear in the voices of some of those young women; uh, they are clearly mouthing that which they've been told they have to say, or their social group has, has made clear that that's the only opinion yeah. they should hold. There's not in some of them. There's no conviction. They're just again mouthing. talking well,
2: well, yeah. Well, you, you know, you believe what you're taught. That's just a uh, just the way it works. That too, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Half on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Halbsies on that. Um, oh, man, that. <laughs> I don't mind that. I know a couple of very bright, like among the brighter people I know, have known people who have those attitudes because yeah. that's what they were taught in their very expensive school. Well, and I
1: think part of it has to do with youth has to push back against authority and, and the the big and powerful because it makes them feel brave, even though they're risking absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah, but our parents' generation were young once. We were young once. Lots of people were young once. They didn't have these attitudes. You're right, you're right. Clip 52. Um, n- not
0: most of the time. I think sometimes it's just a little embarrassing. We claim to like support everyone, but you know, we continue to support Israel, which is, you know, which are dislocating quite a few Palestinian people. And that's, you know, it's sad. I don't know.
2: I just think that our economy just cares about money and not like our so, like p- they're oh, well, humans, they- like,
3: yeah, in general. I wouldn't say that I am as proud as I was,
2: but I would still say there's a little bit of country pride. There you go. You were a child. Go
1: do yeah. something else. <laughs> you know what? You, you are reminded of how seriously you should take the opinions of people in this age group by some of that. And I got to hear. Go ahead. How about
2: the crowd that wants to lower the voter voting age? Huh?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It ain't because those people are hard to brainwash. Uh, 53, please.
2: I no. feel like the American dream is so sought after that it's not even a thing anymore.
3: I don't even really think it's, there is an American dream really anymore. I mean, like, I would honestly rather kind of live somewhere else. Mm, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I'd say that it's like the greatest in like the Olympics. Go Olympics!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we gotta get to. We have to get to fifty-four.
3: Can you name a country that's more welcoming than the United States? Ooh, um, not really. I don't really know that. I don't really have that much information. Can you name a better country than the United States, in your opinion?
0: I'm not sure if I can. I don't think I can. Um, I mean, there's probably a really tiny European country that's thriving. Ooh, good question. Europe? Europe's not a country. You get
3: what I'm saying. <laughs> Halfsies on that.
2: <laughs> uh, that. That all those discussions should be followed by the um, compared to what? Compared yeah. to what? What what's what are we using as a uh, as a standard here? Well, you use exactly. Utopia, an, an imaginary place that has never existed and never will exist. Is that the standard? Well, then we isn't, are failing b- quite a bit. But
1: Isn't Joe Biden one of those uh, politicians that says, hey,
2: compare me to uh, yeah. my opponent, not to the almighty? Yeah, not God almighty. Compare, compare me to them. We, we need to do that with the United States all the time on these conversations. Yeah. Yep. Every That's- country's a
1: work in progress all the time. Yeah, we get we're imperfect. Let's work at making it better.
2: Uh, Europe? <laughs> <laughs> i'll go Hepsies on that <laughs> i love it <laughs> hilarious we're gonna talk afghanistan to kick off hour two
0: armstrong and getty